0: Welcome to The Foundry, where leaders are forged daily. Each week we investigate themes of leadership, entrepreneurship, and mindset with some of the greatest minds in real estate. And now, the data scientist of real estate, George Roberts. Welcome back, Foundry family. I want to thank you for your viewership and listenership. You have helped this podcast would become what it is today. Without you, there is no podcast. This is the second of two highlight episodes consisting of the best moments of the first 127 episodes. We will resume our regularly scheduled programming on Monday. Enjoy. Bet you on the flip side. Yes. I had a meetup that I was running in Boston. And over the years, it got really big. We would have over a hundred people on average at this meetup. Sometimes we'd have over 200 people and people started to, there's a lot of local investors who, you know, maybe own like a triplex or a duplex or smaller multifamily. They started, I think over time by hearing from me and met, I mean, I would talk once a year and we've had all these other guests come and talk and do presentations start to become very comfortable and familiar with real estate syndications and maybe want to try one out. And they will come to me and say, hey, Matt, like, I know you invest passively in deals and you've sponsored some deals. Like, would you look at this deal for me and tell me what you think? And I would be happy to sit down and talk with them about the deal. I would never tell somebody whether it's the right thing for them to invest in or not. But I would look at the underwriting and say, you know, this, this seems a little fishy. They have rent growth of 50% for the next, you know, every year for the next 10 years. That that seems really high." <laughs> like, maybe you want to ask them about that. I'm exaggerating, of course, but there would be certain metrics that I would look at that, that would just seem a little strange to me, maybe that I would point out. And it, as the meetup grew and the volume of this became more and more, it was taking up a lot of my time to do this. And while I loved helping people out, there's only so many hours in the day. And what I ended up doing was thinking, hey, why don't I write this all down and give people a little handbook? On
1: how to... Is uh, We focus on a couple of things. We look for um, emerging markets where we can see some growth coming in. That's number one. Um, where we are seeing new population growth coming in uh, and uh, uh, new companies coming up there to uh, bring in, that, that brings in all these, uh, um, you know, uh, people coming into these new jobs. So that's one part of it. We look for uh, B and C-class properties in B and C-class areas with some value adds, um, we do not touch any of the D-class properties. We have no intentions of becoming a slumdog millionaire. And uh, obviously uh, we look for some value adds because we don't want to do a complete flip. Uh, we want to make sure that there is, it's a cl- uh, cash flowing uh, business. It's already coming, it's, it's a healthy business that's already going well, but we want to um, bring it to the next level where we can actually take it to, um, you know, to the market rents and stabilize the property and then sell the property always about adding
0: value and we do things from renovating interiors to exteriors. We've, we've done, and these are all discussed in the book. We've done water conservation programs, which I, I always like my ethos is to do every deals that are win-wins. Yeah. But that's really a win-win-win because it's a win for the residents. A lot of the times, you know, in, in, in the particular example in the book, the residents were paying the water bill. So they saw their water bills cut in a third. We did it on a Fannie Mae green program. So it allowed us to get a lower interest rate. So it was good for the investors and it's good for the planet too. That's the third win. I mean, we were saving water, conserving water. I mean, you know, we all know that there's, some sort of climate change stuff going on and anything that we can do to help reduce greenhouse emissions and not waste
1: resources like water is, I think, really important. Trying to figure out what is that next business that I really need to do to become financially free. And uh, that is when, you know, I I thought about syndication and multifamily and there was I had looked at other opportunities like flipping businesses and, um, you know, gas stations like any other Indian will think about the 7-Elevens, but none of those things came up for me. Uh, I just felt that was not the one for me. And then, um, you know, there was this RE mentor from Dave Lindahl, um, had sh- shown up in Charlotte, and I went there to get an understanding of what multifamily syndication is and how it works. And uh, because I had done passively investing in it, but never actively got involved in it, so I wanted to know more about it. Uh, then I attended their boot camp later on, and I, I, that was when I said, "This is for me." And um, but just going to the three days boot camp doesn't really make you an expert. So I took up their mentorship program, and after doing that mentorship program, I decided, "Yes, I'm, I'm going to go into this uh, full fledged," and uh, started this company called Bluering Investors.
0: Yeah, I've I there are a ton of parallels, for instance, on a Broadway show, you've got a general manager who is basically like like the property manager. Um, And so there's a thing called a recoupment chart and the recoupment chart is is very similar to to your underwriting of your deal. Uh, When when you're looking at the recoupment chart, they'll look at, you know, an average price uh, for for each ticket. Well, that's kind of the same as your rent. And then you have like, you know, your occupancy in real estate, and that has to do with also the, the, the occupancy of the theater. So there's a lot of, uh, I think, parallels between the two, um, which, which make it pretty easy for a real estate investor to,
1: to wrap their head around. The one thing that I've learned as a leader is treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them as an equal. Always train your team to dream big. Let them enjoy their work. Uh, hire the right kind of people and let them do what they do best. Don't try to hover around their shoulder. Don't give up on your people. Try to work with them. Show them they are not able to take action. You take the action and you, you, know, you show them that, okay, hey, they have the potential, but sometimes they don't understand that they have that potential. So you got to sometimes nudge them a little bit and show them that, hey, this is your strength. Maybe this is what you need to you know, do. Um, where where you can come in and do something better and, and encourage that part of it um, try to always have a positive attitude like uh, it, it's it's all you know the how they say it, it gets very lonely on the top uh, and it's when it does get lonely on the top staying positive is, is very very difficult so you know stay, always try to stay positive about it don't, you know don't let any, anything um, drag you down
0: yes i had a meetup that i was running in boston And over the years, it got really big. We would have over 100 people on average at this meetup. Sometimes we'd have over 200 people. And people started to, there's a lot of local investors who, you know, maybe own like a triplex or a duplex or smaller multifamily. They started, I think, over time by hearing from me and met, I mean, I would talk once a year and we've had all these other guests come and talk and do presentations, start to become very comfortable and familiar with real estate syndications and maybe want to try one out. And they will come to me and say, hey, Matt, like, I know you invest passively in deals and you've sponsored some deals. Like, would you look at this deal for me and tell me what you think? And I would be happy to sit down and talk with them about the deal. I would never tell somebody whether it's the right thing for them to invest in or not. But I would look at the underwriting and say, you know, this, this seems a little fishy. They have rent growth of 50% for the next, you know, every year for the next 10 years. That, that seems really high." like, maybe you want to ask them about that. I'm exaggerating, of course, but there would be certain metrics that I would look at that that would just seem a little strange to me, maybe that I would point out. And it, as the meetup grew, and the volume of this became more and more, it was taking up a lot of my time to do this. And while I loved helping people out, there's only so many hours in the day. And what I ended up doing was thinking, hey, why don't I write this all down and give people a little handbook? on how to invest passively
1: so i did i wrote a little feels that we work as i said multifamily is a team sport right so it's not something that um, you you just uh, you know one person does one thing uh, basically somebody finds a property then we put together um, a deal together and then we start uh, all raise capitals together and try to make this into a success. It's it's a mix of things, right? So most of the properties that we have come across, it has already been bought, you know, who, who has found a certain, uh, say, a certain uh, property, but now they have certain challenges. The challenges could be is either the earnest money or the risk money that goes into it or the underwriting part of it. So we all kind of combine ourselves. We all come together. And so that's, that's the beauty about uh, multifamily. It's not like I, I would not use... The word challenge, or the, the fun is always in going, finding the, you know, somebody has found the property. Now you're going to go do the due diligence. You're going to, you know, you're rushing through the whole thing. That's where the excitement is because you want to figure out what's wrong with this property, what is good about this property, and how are you going to actually, are you going to retrade on this particular property? Or does these numbers work for us? So those are the key things. And then the fun part starts is, um, you know, getting getting the property is one part of it. The, the, you know, most of the time, getting the property is far easier. The fun starts after you get the property because now you're getting in, and you got to make all your business plans that you said you're gonna do, make it happen.